0: Good morning, everybody. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries, and I'm glad to see you on board this morning. God is good. He woke us up yet another morning. Amen. That is the first thing to thank him for. That you your eyes opened up, you woke up another day, and you're on this side of the grave. Amen. God is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our God is good. I am glad to see you on today. And I would like to if you about a week ago we were talking about elijah amen and i would like to continue on with that today which i have entitled elijah Boot Camp part duo amen hallelujah elijah Boot Camp part duo amen and i'll be speaking from first kings chapter 18 i think before we were in 17. So today I'll be doing 1 Kings chapter 18. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's open up with prayer and invoke the Holy Spirit. Father God, Holy Spirit, use me today. Use me to deliver this word in the way that God wants it to be delivered for those that he wants to hear He wants to hear. He wants them to hear his word and understand his word and be set free from all the limitations that this world tries to put us in and on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We thank you for being good. We thank you for being God all by yourself. We thank you for being there for us and keeping us when the enemy tries to wipe us out. You stand us back up on our feet again. And by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. We were, are, and always will be healed. We claim that in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus Christ. We lift up all the prayers of people who have asked for prayers. We lift up all the prayers for people who need healing in various ways in their lives, financial, health-wise, family-wise, anything that they need, Lord God. We ask that you give them favor. Believers' favor, and those that don't believe, we ask that you give them so much favor that they become believers. Amen. You told us, Jesus, to pray for our enemies, so we're praying for our enemies as well. Hallelujah, Lord God, you have made such wonderful days for us. When 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 the weatherman says one thing, something else happens. We have learned, Lord, I believe we have learned not to pay attention. To anything that man says, but watch what God will do. Hallelujah. We pray that you help us, Lord God, open our eyes, help us in, to see uh, what you want to do, see your will to do things your way and not our own way, to depend on you like we're going to study today from 1 Kings in your word, to de- totally depend on you regardless of what it looks like around us. So, Father God, I ask for special blessings as I preach this today for your kingdom. I'm not trying to be the best. I'm just trying to be the truth because Jesus Christ is truth. And for every single person that hears this, may they give their lives to Jesus. We pray for Jerusalem, that they come to Jesus, that Israel comes to Jesus. As we're going to study today, there's so many mistakes that Israel has made in the past. And and they have to learn that Jesus Christ is Lord, and he came to them, within them, to save their souls from sin, hell, death, and the devil. So I pray right now, Lord God, that Jerusalem, Israel, and those grafted in understand your word, and they begin to open up to you and see what you've been trying to tell them for centuries. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Hallelujah and amen. Amen. Well, before I get started on 1 Kings chapter 18, I just want to ask you guys a question. Amen. Since the last time we were together, um, I want you to start doing this every week after we leave one another, after hearing the word of God, conquer something. Amen. God showed me the word conquer. And I want to ask you, what have you conquered this past week? Amen. It can be little, it can be big, uh, it doesn't make a difference. What have you conquered this week? And every time we get on, I'm, I, I hope I don't forget, but I'm going to ask you, what have you conquered this week? Amen. Because the Word of God says we are conquerors in Christ Jesus. Are you a conqueror? Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now to start with 1 Kings Amen. Chapter 18 Even my notes were wrong. I have to correct my notes. I had 17 again. I'm I'm still stuck on 17. I was wondering what was going on here. Turn your uh, book to your Bible to 1 Kings chapter 18, that is. Amen. Verse 1. Now we left off last week with Elijah the Tishbite, who came out of nowhere. This man came out of nowhere in the Bible. Just starts out with Elijah from Tish, he's the Tishbite, Amen. And he comes out of nowhere to do God's will by telling the king of the land of Israel, yet another king, he needs to be corrected, okay, that there will be no rain and not even dew for three years, Amen. Now imagine this man going all by himself, company of one, amen, an audience of one. He, he, he approaches the king, the leader of the land, to tell him there's not going to be any rain for three years. You will not have rain for three years. And how would you take that if you were king, amen? You would just throw him, off, throw him aside, this crazy man, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You can only imagine the scenario when he got there and said this to him. Okay, now we have Israel, ha- which the king doesn't realize is the truth. Israel has a dried-up situation. They already have a dried-up government and a dried-up rule. That's, this is why God sent Elijah. This is why God sent his man, amen, to approach this government to tell them that they are not doing things God's way, that they have walked off the path. A lot of times God will send us an Elijah to tell us that we are off the path. Amen. Whether or not you pay attention is between you and God. Amen. First of all, how good are your leaders if they can't even get you water? Imagine what these people were thinking when it really started to happen. What's wrong with our leaders? What's wrong, what's wrong with Jezebel and Ahab? We don't have any water. We need water. Our kids need water. We need to wash, bathe, cook. Our animals are dying off. Amen. You got dead crop. You have dead cattle. they corn. Everything's dying off because of this man, Elijah. Amen. This is how the, everybody has to have somebody to blame, right? As I say, the uh, the scapegoat. Everybody has to have a scapegoat. They're still not saying that maybe we did something wrong and God's correcting us. They're mad. They're mad at Elijah now, right? There's devastation. There's starvation. All because of that nosy prophet. Amen. You ever have a prophet rain on your parade? King Saul experienced government death as well. He was hard-headed as well and wouldn't listen to Samuel. He had a personal prophet and wouldn't listen to him and lost his entire kingdom. Once again, Israel. Amen. Elisha is sent to the brook sheriff to live only by God's hand for those three years. If you remember, we talked and we discussed that last Sunday. He lived at the Brook Brookshire for three years um, to make God his sustenance. Amen. Are you making God your only sustenance? Hallelujah. Now, it comes from people. God uses people, amen, to bless us. Are you depending on God or are you depending on a government? Are you depending on God or are you depending on, uh, on, on your neighbors or, or a, 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 a man in your life or a woman in your life? Depend on God so that people can depend on you. They'll know that when you bless them, it came straight from God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ravens brought him bread and flesh twice a day. No snacks. No pizzas, no popcorn, no Twinkies, no Diet Pop folks, sorry, (laughs) and no Southern Caramel cake. Amen. Elijah was in a cutting place, what people call a cutting place, and sometimes we can be in a cutting place. Amen. God can put you in a cutting place. Hallelujah. It's a place where he learned to further cut out his fleshly desires. Is manly desires and hear only from the Lord to hear the Lord's voice strongly. And sometimes this is what we need to do. We need to be put ourselves in a cutting place where we can get rid of those fleshly desires, where we can get rid of the cravings that we strange cravings that we have. We know good and well is not good for us. Amen. And, and everybody has one. In some kind of way, because if we, if you were perfect, you wouldn't need Jesus. Amen. Go to the, Ask God to help you, to put you in a cutting place and to help you. It's not going to feel good, but ask him to help you to rid the things in your life that you know are not any good for you. Amen. Hallelujah. In fact, we'll call it Sheriff's Bible Institute. How's that? Amen. Amen. He went to, Elijah was sent to Sheriff's Bible Institute for three years, if you will. Have you been schooled yet? Amen. something to think about. Have you been schooled yet? Did you ask God to teach you? Teach me, Lord. Teach me those things that I don't know. Show me, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Show me your ways. Show me your will. Not my will, but thine be done. It's a cutting place. Amen. First Kings eighteen, verse seven. Amen. Amen. Let me check myself here. Okay, it is seventeen. First Kings, chapter seventeen. Amen. Verse seven. Hallelujah. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Amen. Okay. Sheriff's Bible Institute is shut down. It's time to go. Amen. The brook dried up, and he was sent to Zarephath, as we studied in the, in the previous chapter, to help who? A widow and her son to live. But not just to help them to live. Amen. God sent sent him there to them to help them because they were dying, slowly dying. They had a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil left. And God sent him to them. Why? To have life abundantly. God did not want this widow and her. She had already lost her husband. God is not about death. Amen. God doesn't want us to suffer. God was literally blessing this woman with the man of God. God wants us to live life abundantly. There's some, It's in the Bible so many times. If you look in John 10.10, 10, it talks about living life abundantly. Ephesians 3.20, living life abundantly. And Hebrews 6.17, if you want to write those down. Amen. Prophets show us how to live abundantly. Believe them. Second Chronicles 20, 20. Believe in the prosper in the in prophets, and they will show you how to prosper. Amen. And you can also see that in um, a version of it in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 9. Amen. The prophets are to show us. Preachers and pastors and ministers and teachers and apostles are supposed to show us how to live life abundantly. They're not supposed to show how well they can preach or how big their words are. They are supposed to show us how to live life in Jesus Christ, in Jesus, quote-unquote, in Jesus, amen, and be prosperous. There are too many Christians nowadays thinking, and I thought it would be gone by now after 2022, and people are still thinking that Christians are supposed to be poor and beg, and that is not the truth. God wants you to live life abundantly. If you are not living life abundantly and enjoying your life, the devil has you by the throat, kicking to the curb. You're not supposed to be poor. Regardless of what happens to you, what you see and what you don't see, God wants you to live life abundantly. John, Ephesians, and Hebrews, amen? If you have a prophet, pastor, preacher, teacher, okay, whatever, amen, and if they're helpers, they're ministers, deacons, whatever you will, whatever you want to call it, if the deacons are yelling at people and and telling people off and embarrassing people, especially now that we're online, Okay, if they're hurting your feelings online and saying things publicly to hurt you or to uh, discredit your name, amen. And if they make you feel unwelcomed, like you wouldn't even want to go visit their church or their ministry, my dear, that is not abundance. It's ignorance. It's ignorance, and they need to go back to the 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 the, the Old Testament where there is a uh, there's a they have to apologize and repent of what is called the sin of ignorance. There, To be ignorant is a sin. Amen. We have to take care of kingdom work first. Take care of the kingdom first. There's too many people that take care of them. Put yourself first. I know I was in a business one time where they said, put yourself first. No, put God first. I always had a problem with that. Put God first and then he'll put you first. Amen. You'll be first in his son, in Christ Jesus. Amen. Take care of kingdom work. Take care of the kingdom. Hallelujah. The widows and the orphans. We're supposed to take care of the widows and the orphans and such and such. Amen. Among other things. Take care of the kingdom work and God will take care of you. Amen. Now we're on chapter 18, okay, verse 17, and it says, And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Amen. So Elijah sees Ahab again. The first time he saw it, he told him it wasn't going to rain. Amen. This time at chapter 18, verse 1, God tells him, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah again. In the third year, saying, go show thyself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. Okay? So he stays at uh, he stays at Sheriff's Bible Institute. Now he's told to go back to the king again and tell him God's going to send rain. Okay? God will put you in a holding place in, until you learn to listen to his prophets. That's why some people may not be doing so well because they're hard-headed. They continue to want to do their own will, and they don't want to listen to the prophets of God. Amen? So Ahab says to them, he calls them like a troublemaker. He He falsely accuses, which we know in Revelations is who? Satan, the accuser of the brethren, the devil the devil was using him, amen. He fal- Ahab falsely accuses Elijah as being a troublemaker. Have you ever been falsely accused? Come on, guys. I know you have. We all have in some kind of way people who really have the Lord in their heart, people who really depend on God. The devil's going to do anything he can to make you look bad, to shut you up, to stop you. Amen. And that's not just people with ministries. It's just believers. The devil does not want you, first of all, to believe in Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to believe in the power of God. He's going to continue to accuse you, to down you. Like like the the thorn in, in, in Apostle Paul's side. You're going to have a thorn. You're never going to have what you call an excellent day. You might have a nice day. But believe me, the devil isn't going to make, he's going to see to it that you are going to suffer in some kind of way. He does not want us to love the Lord. He doesn't know what love is. God, the, the Bible says God is love. Satan is not love. All these people that think that they found love, whatever they want to call it, in Satan, in Lucifer, the devil, worshiping him, that's not love. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't love me. If you love the devil, I won't accept it. It's not real love. I don't whatever it is. I don't know. No, no, no. Truth tellers are always considered troublemakers. Are you considered a troublemaker with anybody? Stay away from so and so. They they start trouble. Amen. You ever been accused of that? Elijah though, see the man of God turns it back on to the king telling him, telling Ahab, that him and his cohorts have turned their backs on the Lord and followed Baal, which a lot of people say Baal, okay, followed Baal, amen, amen. Now, you have one man going against a whole kingdom, amen, then you have the majority against one, how many times in our own lives have we had the majority against us? Have you ever had a lot of people, families, towns, cities, whatever, even on your job or whatever, you ever have a lot of people against you and you feel like you're the you're the only one that's receiving this negativity? Imagine how Elijah felt. Amen. Oh my Lord. So. We cannot be afraid to correct leadership, folks, okay? And I don't mean don't get bold and go out there and just start telling the pastor off because you felt like telling him off and then you feel good because you finally got to say what you wanted to say, okay? But you can sit down and have a talk with your leadership, amen? And the Bible even tells us how to do that. Now, in these days, uh, Elijah called down fire from heaven, (laughs) amen? Amen? But God tells us Jesus in the New Testament tells us to do things in love. There's a way to do things, and you can see that in Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 17. And let me let me go there. Uh I want to read it to you. And you can write it down. Matthew chapter eighteen, verses fifteen to seventeen. Amen. My Bible's really old, so hang in there with me. Um the pages are thick. 18. There we go. Verses 15 to, and this is how this is this is how it's in red. Jesus told us to do it this way. Uh oh. Amen. Matthew 18: 15 to 17 says, "Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear you, then take with you two, uh, one or two more." That in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Amen. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. First you go to the person, and if they act like they don't they don't want to hear you and they don't believe you and they don't you just not hitting them right, amen. Take witnesses with you and approach them again. Amen. And if they won't listen to that, take it to the church. Amen. It says, let him be, and it says, uh, and if he neglects to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglects to hear the church, if he won't listen to the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Amen. Not a good term. Not a good place to be. If you have somebody in the church that won't listen to the pastor, the deacon, the the, the teacher, the church itself, then why are they there? They're a spy. They should not be there. If they don't believe in what you do, why are they showing up? My God. And the Lord shows me now that some of us have spies. There, My God. There are people that are following you. There are people that are watching you. And the only reason why they're doing it is because they're spying on you. Amen. And some people were sent by the enemy just to hinder whatever God is using you for. Amen. Amen. We have to do it in love. Amen. Now, God told Elijah to meet Ahab because he was about to bring rain back. Okay, he told him, he said, go show thyself. God proved Elijah's ministry and he proved His mission. Now, have you proved your ministry? Have you proved your mission? Do people know that God is with you? Do people know that you're listening to the Lord? Amen? Now, let's go to 1 Kings 18, verse 19. And it says, now therefore, after he told the king, he said, Now therefore, send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 450 and the prophets of the groves 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. Amen. He, he Elijah is telling the king, send all of your prophets. Send them all. And, he, and, he, and he, he tells them the number. How does Elijah know the number? How, hey, how does Elijah know the, the exact number of prophets that Jezebel and Ahab had? That was nobody but the but our God working through him. Amen? Speaking through him. Now, remember, he was at, what did I call it? Amen? Sherath? Bible Institute now he took time out with God he had a relationship with God you know God will show you things he will prepare you God will tell you things if you listen learn to listen to him amen God is speaking to so many people out there right now and they're not paying any attention to they're not paying attention to him they hear they're so used to hearing outside voices outer voices that they can't tell the difference when his beautiful Still, soft voice is calling them. Amen. Don't be so busy and so noisy listening to the world that you can't hear God. That's not good. You can't hear the voice of the one that will direct you because he knows which way to go ahead of time. Amen. Amen. I I was in a taxi uh, yesterday, I believe it was. I was in a taxi because I've been running a couple days. And the taxi driver was... (laughs) He was so busy talking to me. we was having a good conversation. it was nice. But he was so busy talking to me that he missed the turn that he was supposed to take that thing whatever that directs you to go it was telling him which way to go and he missed it talking to me it, the conversation was good, but he he, he went off as, he went off course and this is what happens <laughs> this is what happens to us when we don't listen to direction, we go off course. How many people are off course right now because they won't listen to the Lord? Amen. They think they're on the right course, but they are not. Amen. Hallelujah. Elijah is giving this king a supernatural challenge. When is the last time you've given someone a supernatural challenge? When is the last time you proved you're a God? God says, prove me now herewith. That's what he said. Prove me now. When's the last time you proved God? I want, I want you to listen to this. I want somebody to get, catch on to this, okay? You're, you're I'm a Christian. I go to church. I sing in a choir. Um, I wear a cross. I have a bumper sticker. But when is the last time you proved God to somebody? Or do you just say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh, yes, God is good. <laughs> he wants you to do more than, he knows he's good and he knows you know he's good, but do more. Prove God to people. That's why we have a dying world today because Christians, a lot of Christians won't open up their mouth and prove God. They're so busy wearing, like Superman had an S on his chest, they're so busy wearing crosses on their t-shirts that they're not opening up their mouth and proving God. Amen. So he tells them to gather all the prophets together at Mount Carmel. Amen. Verse 21. He tells them to stop being double-minded and worship the Lord. When's the last time you walked up to somebody and said, you know, I'm, I think, you might if we sit down and talk a little bit? I, I'm kind of concerned about something. It seems like your ministry is straying a little bit. And uh, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to embarrass you or hurt you or anything, but. Something's amiss, and, and, and this is what it is. This is not biblical. What you are doing, what you are telling people, what you are saying is not biblical. Can we talk about it? Amen. Amen. He tells them to stop being double minded. And you know what? Nobody said a word. Not what. When you read the word, no, and I believe, what, verse 21. It says, and the people answered him, not a word. No, After he told them, they were double-minded. Nobody, how does all these people standing there listening to this one man tell them off, tell them about yourself, and not one person said a word? Because when the, the, the spirit of the Most High God, when God uses you, who can be against you? Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah who can be against us they can't don't be afraid of them hallelujah tell them if you know it's wrong tell them amen it says nobody said a word that's what i call silent guilt silent guilt it's like when did you ever have a dog chew up a couch or something and you come back or the lamp or whatever you come back home from work and there's this like cotton all over the floor and you look at the dog. And you say, "Did you do this? Was this you, bad boy, bad girl?" And they just they put their they put their eyes up and they put their head down and they back away. They don't go "Roof," do they? No, <laughs> silent guilt because they know they did it, and they can tell by the sound of your voice that they was wrong. Amen. Oh my Lord. Verse twenty-two. Amen. Verse 22, Elijah said that he is the only prophet. Now, see, we got to be careful. Of this Elijah says he's the only prophet who remained, although Obadiah had already hidden a hundred prophets in two caves, fifty and fifty. In verse four, let's go back and look at 1 Kings chapter 18, verse four. What does it say? It says, "For it was so when Jeze- Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord." See, Je- Jezebel, Obadiah knew she was evil. And it says Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them what? There we go. Bread and water. Amen. Amen. Obadiah had already hidden prophets in two caves. Amen. So Elijah says he was the only one, and he wasn't. This teaches us here if you get into the word and study it. Don't be high. Mind. Don't get high-minded. Don't ever think you're the only one. Amen. Elijah Obadiah was a God-fearing man. He was just not strong enough spiritually to stand up to the king, like Elijah did. Obadiah was actually a high official under the king and queen. Amen. He actually hid, folks, 100 people while, let's put the word while in there, W-H-I-L-E, while working in a corrupt system. You can be working in a corrupt church. You could be working in a corrupt government. You could be working in a corrupt system somehow, wherever you are. Everybody can be corrupt, but doesn't mean you have to join the forces. Amen. Hallelujah. God is your high tower. God will watch over you. He will take care of you. He will make sure that nothing shall harm you or hurt you. Come nothing bad will come near your dwelling. Amen. Just remain holy. Just remain a Christian. Keep praying to God. Pray for them. Like Jesus said, pray for your enemies. This is one example as why we should pray for our enemies. I mean, pray for them because those are souls that you might help lead to Jesus Christ one day in God's will according to the way he wants to do it. You know, the other day, my daughter and I was watching this movie, uh, and it was called Traffic, where a reporter found herself as a victim of a human trafficking ring where even the sheriff was in on it. She finally got away and made a phone call and called the cops. And the cops came and the sheriff shot the other cops. And she was in on it. The sheriff was a lady. And, you know, these things do happen. And they're dangerous, corrupt systems. And it, it had Luke Voss. Uh, he played the man. Luke Voss was in it as well. He was the evil guy in the movie. And he played the king in One Night with the King. Kind of hurt me a little bit because I loved it. I love that movie and I loved his character. Whew. You know, I was shocked, but what they say, acting is acting, right? Corrupt systems do exist. And God is against them. King Lazarus could have been running a human trafficking ring as well. We studied Esther a few weeks ago, right? How did, how did Esther get picked? How did, how, did, how did he find Esther? He sent his men out, swift-running horses, and evil men. And just like the reporter in the what was a true movie, God saw Esther through. She too was working within a falling system. Amen. A fallen system, a failing system, whatever, you can get through it. Amen. Don't let people get to you. Amen. Verse 23, Okay, it says, let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire underneath it. And I'll dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood and put no fire underneath it. Challenge. Did you ever see those people on TV where they're they're uh, fighting with uh, swords or whatever and they say, challenge. Hey, he's challenging him. He's challenging them. Amen. He said, cut bullocks, put them in, cut them into pieces. Lay, lay them down. He said, and put put wood underneath them. But no, don't don't light them. No fire. No fire right now. No fire in this challenge, guys. Okay, okay. A bullock and some water. Amen. And then verse 24, he says, and Elijah said, the people said in verse 24, and it says, and I will call and call you, call on the name of your gods, and I'll call on the name of mine, <laughs> the Lord and the God that answers by whoever answers by fire is the real God. Let him be God. And all the people agreed, and they said, uh, "It's well spoken. Okay, we'll, we'll do this. We'll do this." They're still confident in this corrupt system. They just know they're right. They just know they won't change. No heart change here. Amen. There has to be a heart change. Hallelujah. To believe that God exists and He is not a man that He should lie. Amen. So in verse, let me see. Um, Verse 25, it says, And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourselves, and dress it first, for ye are many. There's many of you, so I'll let you go first. He <laughs> let. He even let them go first, right? He said, And call upon the name of your God, but don't put any fire underneath it. And so they took the bullock which was given to them, and they dressed it in the call of the name of Baal from morning. and, and six. They called. Now, the mornings in Israel start around 5, 6 in the morning, about 6 o'clock in the morning. And if you look at the, when, the, when they uh, – put Jesus on a cross, and you find, follow that timeline, you'll see that six was a was the beginning of the morning, and nine was the third hour, as you may have seen before in the Bible, in the New Testament, amen? And it says but they called upon him from uh, morning until noon, saying, O bow, hear us. But there was no voice, and nobody answered. And they leaped upon the altar, which was made, amen? Call, he says, call on your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, who is real God. And the people greet. Prove your God. He was by himself against a nation of people. Prove your God. You might be by yourself. You might not have any help. You have help. God is with you. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. Who else do you need? Amen. They called upon him from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. Amen. So Elijah begins to mock him. He he begins to mock them. He is so confident in the God that he serves that he makes fun of the enemy. Amen. He begins to mock them. And he mocks their God as well. He says, well, maybe he's on a journey. Wait, wait, no, no. Maybe he's asleep. Okay, yeah, he's maybe sleeping. Let's say he's sleeping. Amen. And now, imagine how dumb they felt. Imagine how stupid they felt. Their God is not answering them. Now, They're acting like animals, and they're mutilating themselves. It says they were cutting themselves. They're mutilating themselves, which some people we call bloodletting. There are people, be careful that there are people that bloodlet, amen, like some still do today. They're jumping around and have their little, say. whatever, the words they're saying, their quotes and whatever. They're prophesying like crazy, you know, just like, oh, my God. Just like people do today, they're rolling around on the floor, jumping up and down, foaming at the mouth, prophesying. Everybody's blah, blah, blubbering, and they're prophesying, and none not a word of it, oh, my God, is being heard. Because it is, one, not godly, and it is, two, refused by our Father God. It is not what he called for. Be careful of those people, amen, who have, they're very active, amen, and they have their little little dances that they do and their and little chants. So be careful of those chants. There are actually some, uh, I hate to say this, there's actually some religions, we'll say, that are actually very close and use uh, witchcraft and voodoo. And I think some of you may know what I'm talking about. There's a few. They are literally voodoo, rolling around on a floor, foaming at the mouth. There is not, there I see nothing in the Bible where it says people rolled around on the floor foaming at the mouth and they didn't have to cut chicken and use chicken's blood to call on God. Amen. Can you see Elijah standing against a tree with his arms crossed, <laughs> with his arms crossed, watching these prophets bumbling around? And then, then he says that, well, he's saying, uh, and, and verse 27, and it says, it comes to pass at noon. Elijah mocked them. He gave them time. He mocked them and and says he is a cry aloud for he's a god. Either he's talking or he's pursuing or he is in a journey or peradventure he sleeps. Oh, wait, awake him. He must be awake. He's telling him. He's making fun of him, saying, "Oh, your god has to be awakened. Maybe wake him up. Maybe he's sleeping." And they cried aloud, cut themselves after the manner with after. Notice it says after their manner with knives and lancets. Till the blood gushed out upon them, and it came to pass when midday was past, and when he prophesied until the time of the offering of evening sacrifice, there was neither voice nor any any to answer, nor any that regarded. And Elijah said unto them, Come, people, come near me. And all the people came unto him, and he repaired the altar. Amen. Elijah is now he has now repaired the altar of the Lord, which is our job today. Repair the altars. If you see something going on in the altar that is not supposed to be going on, do what you gotta do. Pray about it first and say, Lord, send me, help me and send me. Repair the altar. Isaiah 58 12 and not just that one says that we are repair we are to be repairers of the breach, folks. There's too many Christians sitting in pews and listening to what's supposed to be Christian music on the radio, and they're not repairing anything. They're letting bygones be bygones. They don't want to do anything, not opening up their mouth, not working for the kingdom, not doing anything. I would, You know what? I would hate for a lot of people to go up to heaven and God says, when they get in front of the, the great white throne judgment, the throne, and God says, what did you do to help me? And they say, well, um, I watched Joyce Meyer. <laughs> no, no. Do something for the kingdom of God. You have hands. God gave us. He uses. God uses our mouth. He uses our hands. He uses our minds and our hearts if we allow him to do something for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. In verse 31, 12 stones, it says, And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the son of Jacob. Look, he's even adding in the tribes. He got 12 stones to bless the tribes of Jacob unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. Jacob, Israel. Amen. God changed his name to Israel. Jacob went from being cunning to being a man of God. God changed his name. He changed him so much. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And with the stones, uh, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. He made a trench about the altar as great as uh, would contain two measures. of. He made a big trench. He built a trench around the altar. He put wood on the altar. He cut the bullock. He, He told them, go get four barrels of water, which... In today, some say pitchers, some say barrels, but put it this way: it's several sizable containers, okay? Amen. And some people ask—I've um, seen, I've heard people ask—if there's a drought in the land, wait a minute, okay? They didn't—if there's a drought in the land, where did he get the, where did they get the water? Well, the answer: Mount Carmel is near the Mediterranean Sea. And there was plenty of undrinkable, that is, water there, okay? (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. That's where they got the water, most likely, amen? Verse 36, Elijah calls on his God. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Isaac, he's calling him, God says, call me, let people know who I am. When you talk to me, say my name correctly, amen? Amen. The Lord God of Abraham, Isaac of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, that I am ser- your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Elijah is proving God. Amen. He's saying, use me, Lord. Use me. Amen. Amen. Elijah calls on God. And you want, he didn't even let the water soak in yet. Amen. He didn't even let the water soak in never take your enemies seriously, no matter what it looks like. Elijah didn't even let the water soak in. He just said, you know what, let's get this over and done. You can only imagine how excited he was. Let's "Let's get this over and done with. So Elijah proves God with no disbelief. What a man. He tells God to hear him and do this so people would turn back to him, back to God. Do we do this today? Put it this way, do we do it enough today? Now you gotta remember Elijah already had a relationship with the real true high God, most high God, for three years at the Sheriff Bible Institute. Amen. He knows God. If you have a relationship with the most high God, you know God. Don't ever doubt him. If you love me and you know me, okay, and you and, and you need bread. And you say I'm going to ask Reverend Essie for some bread because I know she's going to bring it to me, or I know she's going to send me the money, what, whatever, cash app or something, so that I could buy some bread. You know me. You have a relationship with me. You know it's coming. Amen. Elijah knew God. Knew God. K N. There's there's two different ways you could take new in the Bible. Okay. You have a relationship with them. And The other way is uh, considered as sexual, like um, Adam knew Eve, okay, but Elijah had a full relationship with God. I'm not saying sexual, I'm saying intimate. I'm using the word intimate here, amen. Are you intimate enough with God so that you can trust that he's going to handle something for you, or do you give it to him and snatch it back? Verse 38, and I end it like this, amen. Let me see, Uh, verse 38. God answers by fire and burn up the sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. And get this, licked up the extra water in a trench. (laughs) You know, God says, here I am. Did you call? Amen. The fire. God is a God of consuming. We call him a consuming fire. Amen. And then guess what happened? The people repented and admitted that the Lord, he is God. When, when people get around you and they listen to you talk, they watch you walk, they watch how you live your life, do they realize that you, do, can they see that you serve the real God, the true God? Do they have a little kind of, a little bit of fear in them, uh, and they know not to mess with you because they know God is going to mess back. God's going to get them back. Sooner or later. Amen. Do you have that kind of relationship with the Lord? Amen. Elijah told the people to seize the false prophets and kill those malignant cells. They were like cancer to Israel. My God. He didn't save some. He told them to get rid of all of them. And you know what? Sometimes you have to get rid of the surrounding areas. I'll let you figure out what that would be, right? So that they don't come back. Some and I'll end it with this lesson. Sometimes you have to get rid of the surrounding areas so that they don't come back. Amen. Are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Amen. Best thing you can do. The best thing you could do. Jesus is Lord, and He wants you to come to Him and love Him and allow Him to fight your battles for you. Amen. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, feel free to do right now. Just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross and rose from the dead three days later. And I appreciate that, Jesus. I love you and thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you just said that, God bless you. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. Let me be the second to say welcome to the family of God because there's a cloud of witnesses up here clapping for you right now. Amen. They're proud of you. and I can hear angels singing, and everybody is so glad that you are now on their side, folks, been praying for you. You'd be surprised at the people that have been praying for you. Amen. Some of the people that you might have been rejecting may have been praying for you. Amen. God bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Hallelujah. May God give you his grace and his mercy and give you peace, the peace that passes all understanding. Shalom. And remember, pray for Israel because we're grafted in. You can't say you belong to the Scott household if you don't like the Scots. I'm not going to let you live here. Amen. You got to get along with me. At least try to get along with me first. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Uh, This is Reverend Essie signing off, and I hope you have a beautiful week. Don't let the weather bother you. Just know that God is God, and he's going to take care of you no matter what happens. Amen. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen.